you are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. Now we've got an opportunity to hear the story of Deborah and Barack and just uh, hearing how she helped lead God and God's people in the victory. Let's take a moment now to be in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we gather here today. A chance to celebrate Mother's Day, a chance chance to celebrate graduations but Lord it's also this it's a hard day for many just like your people going through hard times you still were there to deliver them Lord just be with us now as a reminder how you have delivered us as you also work through Deborah in your name we pray well I am Pastor Rob Bailey from South Lake Church and here at South Lake those last couple of weeks we've been going through Bible stories these are different stories that you might have heard before. You might have heard them in Sunday school. There's a good chance this might be the first time you've read them and heard them. And we've talked about Lot's wife and how she turned to salt. Balaam's donkey who talked. About David and Saul and how David spared Saul's life. Well, this week we're going to be talking about Deborah and Barak. And really how the two of them help lead God's people, but save them as well, especially at a time of desperation. I got a question for you, just to start things off today. How often does it feel like in your life right now that you're facing odds that are completely against you? What do I mean by that? How does it feel right now to get through school? I know for many schools about to end right now, having to do all these different assignments, be at home the entire time doing it, and still trying to have fun with your friends. Is that difficult? Can that be hard? And what about at school? Are there times when you play sports or with your friends that it feels like the one team's a much stronger, better team? Are there things like maybe at school, when with your friends, maybe you're in sports or maybe you're uh, playing a piano or an instrument that you see a piece of paper a score and you ask yourself I don't know how to do this I can't get through this and yet when you practice and work through things it's amazing what you can achieve But when you first start again would it be with sports or with music maybe you're trying to put a project together a painting sometimes it feels like you just can't make it happen well, here's the thing. Us adults, we feel the same way. There are projects that we start at our work that we feel like there's no way this is going to work. There are times when we work from leadership, we look for leadership from our bosses, and it just isn't there. We don't know next steps, but at the same time, we have to complete the task. It feels overwhelming. Well, today we're going to be talking about what it means when we feel overwhelmed to know that, A, we have a God who's with us, but we're not the only ones who have done this before. We are not alone. 
Now, one of the stories that makes me think of somebody who had to overcome circumstances where she had to stepped up to not just fight for her people, but end up leading for her people, a lot like our story Deborah, is the movie Moana. And we see from Moana a young girl who's being raised to be a princess. Oh, I know, I know leader chieftain of her people i know not a princess but she has a heart for going out into the ocean but there's a problem on the island isn't there the coconuts the fish the food their crops are all dying and the people don't know what to do moana thinks the best way is to go out into the ocean go past the reef and find it what does her dad say "Uh uh-uh moana We are a people who are now meant for the land. None of us are going out into the reef. Just do what you need to do. I mean, just stay here. Well, thanks to her grandmother and maybe a little bit of the ocean trying to get her out into past the reef, Moana gets on a boat and sets sail. Now she needs to fight off somebody named uh, Takat, who's really this big battle uh, volcano-like figure because... Tahiti, the island, needs help. And on the way to help, she runs, uh, she runs, I should say, boats into somebody named Maui, who's there to help her and support her. That's the story of Moana. We'll finish up her story. We're going to see there's a lot of similarities to our story with Deborah. Again, think about this for yourself. With those things that you face that feel like impossible, Who's going to lead and step up? We're going to find out the true person who does. Well, our reading today comes from Judges, and it's the story of Deborah who comes and leads her people. Now, what we need to understand here is God's people in the uh, area of Israel are split up into different regions. Each family, there are 13 families of the tribe of Judah, Each family has their section of land throughout all parts of Israel. And one of those families, which is the second biggest one, is the uh, family of Ephraim. You might mind, that's a really strange word. Well, guess what? Those are the descendants of Joseph. You guys remember Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat saves his family from Egypt? Yeah, well, these are his descendants his great-great-great-grandkids. Now, when they're living in the land in these different sections throughout all of Israel, there's no king, there's no leader. Each family, tribe, runs things their way. And when the cousins need help, another tribe, they might come to help, but there's not one leader. What we find out, though, is God's people keep turning away from him. Our reading today starts off with how after Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. Wait, who's Ehud? Ehud is another judge. That's a fun story, but that's a tangent for Pastor Rob to get on to. But what happens is one of the leaders of God's people, he's died. And instead of God's people still living out their faith with God, they've turned away. They're worshiping other people. Well, when they start worshiping other people, those other uh, other gods, other people come into the region and start taking over. They're coming in, 
taking the land, taking the crops. They're the bad guys. Kind of like Moana seeing how the crops were all dying. So this is what it says here. It says all about uh, Sisera. Sisera is the leader of the commander. He's the big bad guy. He's control of all these things. In verse 4, Deborah, the wife of Lipidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at the time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. So we see now that all of Israel, they knew in the center of the country, because that's where Ephraim is, there was this judge, and again, a judge, kind of a lot like in Texas here, where we have judge, this is like the leader that people look to. It's not a man. It's Deborah. And it says a prophet, which means she speaks the word of God. She talks of God, and she shares with God's people God's will. And now that their land's being taken away, as they're seeing they're being attacked, they're realizing they need God's help. So they go to Deborah. So verse 6. In that day, Barak son of Abanam, who lived in Kadesh, the land of Naphtali, said to him, she said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali of Zebulon to Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sesera, the commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. And I will give you over. Uh, will give you him over in victory. So what happened here is that God talked through Deborah. She had this plan, and that was, we're going to attack the enemy. Nobody, was, nobody had that idea. In fact, people were scared to go out there into the, in the land of battle and fight them. Instead, they figured they'd just stay within their village. Oh, sounds familiar like another story. Yeah, Deborah's is the one who says, no, we're going out there. She chooses a leader, Barak, and he's supposed to lead the tribes together to then attack the bad guys in the location kind of like in another story being a nice big old hill uh, the store uh, the Mount Tabor and that's where they're gonna fight and so what happens is Deborah with Barak goes to the different tribes and rallies up the troops and we're gonna jump down to verse 12 so when Cesaro was told that Barak's son had gone up to Mount Tabor. Thirteen he called of all of his nine hundred of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched the Hisroth Hagayim to the Kishon River. So Sesera hears that there's this army coming together that Barak has put together under the leadership of Deborah. He gets like worried, so he gets his people and he meets at the river. And what did God say? to Deborah to tell Barak he said as Barak brings his army together I will deliver the bad guys at the river where are the bad guys at right now they're at the river and so the day comes up when it's battle time when Deborah needs to step up with Barak and lead the people and this day of the Lord will give you victory over Sesera for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led the army of 10,000 warriors down the slopes in Mount Tabor. And when Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sesera and all of his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sesera leaped down from his chariot. He escaped on foot, so he ran away. 
And then they, uh, then Barack and the army chased all the people. So, a lot like another story where when you finally face your enemy head on, Barack and Deborah meet the army. Now, what's funny here, and for those who love Star Wars, because May the 4th just happened on Monday, Barack and Deborah, guess what they had? They had the high ground. And you know what happens when you have the high ground? You lose your limbs. Well, that's exactly what happened to Caesarea. See, the chariots and all this big army at the bottom of the hill? Well, when they saw God's people coming down, they panicked, they uh, tried to fight, and they got destroyed. In fact, Caesarea, the leader, the commander, had to skimper away. If you keep reading, you find out how Caesarea gets, how he loses his life, but that's another story. The key thing here is we see how Deborah hears God's word, gathers God's people together, encourages Barak to be the leader of God's people to fight this battle, and they win. So what does this story tell us, help us understand? Well, we see that God uses both men and women for his will to be done. And in a time in, a, in God's people where they weren't even looking to a man to help lead them, but just to themselves, God uses Deborah, a woman, that his word be made known. Well, wait a second. That's a lot like in the New Testament that we read that there's both men and women disciples of God. We see Mary and Martha as friends of Jesus, but also disciples of Jesus, learning from him. Mary Magdalene, who goes with him, supports him. We see that when Jesus dies on the cross for our sins, guess who's at the cross? Women supporting them, being there with Jesus till the end. Guess who goes out to the tomb Easter morning to give love to Jesus, to pour, uh, prepare his body? It's the women. See, throughout the ministry of Jesus, as he's trying to teach the whole world what does it mean to be the kingdom of God, we see one group of people that are always with them, and there are women. And that's unheard of to this time period, but it makes a point that God uses both men and women in his message. That's some good news there. That's a reminder that no matter how big the odds are, it's not about one group or the other, but how God uses all of us together. But it's not just women that are throughout the ministry of Jesus. See, when Jesus dies, the whole world changes, right? This idea that God came to us, died for us, loves us, forgives us, this is the greatest thing ever. But who's going to share that message? Well, we find out that those women who went out to Jesus' tomb to pour ointments on his body, the angels tell them, they are the first ones to hear that Jesus is risen. They are the ones that are told, go tell the other guy disciples. Well, wait, where are the disciples? They're hiding. It's the women who need to share the good news. When everybody else was scared, they're the ones to bring hope. It was the women who Paul write to, like Phoebe, Priscilla, that are there to help start churches. Even Lydia, who ran her own company. Paul uses women to help start churches throughout all the world. The point here is, it's not men versus women, and it's not, oh, gee, one group's better than the other, but realizes God uses all of us. To share our faith, to help the whole world know Jesus, 
that's an it feels like an impossible task. It feels like the more of our homes, our lives that we do good things that are good, things get messed up. So how are we supposed to do something impossible? Well, the answer is we can't. God's with us. He'll do it. But we should do it together as a group. We see that in Jesus's ministry. We see that in Paul. We read that in Deborah. How God, again, used a woman with then Barak to lead people together. Kind of like Moana, right? She needs to go out there, help save the day. She can't do it by herself. This is an impossible task. She gets Maui to come with her, get his right, his big old fish hook. They go and face Tatak. And there, they're there to help free Tahiti. And by doing so, what happens to her people, their land? It saves the day. Moana took on an impossible task that she could not have done by herself. She did it with help. My encouragement for you today, just like as we see how God worked through the men and women throughout all of the scriptures, is that we got a job to do is to help people hear that word. And my hope is that you get to hear that. Maybe from a buddy, or maybe from a friend, we have a job to do. And that is to share the good news of God. Maybe for you, you're still learning who this God is, this relationship that we have with him. Well, my help is South Lake is here to be with you. But I hope there's guys and girls and gals that are all here together to help you hear that word. That this is something we do together as a family of God. But if you're somebody who's growing in that faith and want to help share it with others, we're here to share it too. Here at Southlake, we have Renewal, our women's group that meets together, reads together, prays for one another. Shortly, there's actually going to be a guys group starting up as well for that same need that we're here to do this together. And as we continue to share our faith with one another, as we grow up our faith, as we spend time in worship together here, we're reminded that we do this as a whole family of God here at South Lake. I would love to invite you to be a part of that message together. Because whether we're Moana, Deborah, or the women in the Old Testament and New Testament, we see that God has a plan for all of us together. So whatever that impossible thing that you feel like you can't do, you are not alone. We are here together, but we have a Lord who loves us and cares for us. And the best thing we can do together in that face of impossible is know that we can trust him to share him with all in our lives. These are exciting times, and this is just another awesome good news to share with one another. Just be with us now as we just, uh, let's just pray about this good news. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we just gathered together. And as we just are reminded from the story of Moana, a young little princess, I should say chieftain, leader, who goes to lead her people, sees all the impossible things happening that could hurt and harm her people. Yet she realizes she's not alone on this task, but has the support of so many people. Lord, we see this through Deborah. Though uh, God's people are attacked, you spoke through her. And her getting support, getting help, gathers people together to defeat the enemies of God's people. Lord, we see through your son, Jesus Christ, how you use not just men, but also women to help not just study and disciple under you, but also share the good news of you. 
as Paul used both men and women to start churches to share good news, Lord, we see you've got a plan for all people. Lord, I pray for all of us here today who feel like they're facing impossible tasks. They've only got a Lord who supports them and backs them. That this is not a job for one group of people or another, but for all of us together. I know sharing our faith can be a scary thing to do, but when we realize we're doing this not alone, but with one another, Lord, there's some exciting things that you are doing through us. Be with us now. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. A way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church here in League City, Texas.